Hello, friends, and welcome to To the Phantom and Beyond. I'm Jillian. And I'm Annika. And we're so happy to have you all along for this adventure. We're going to be diving right into all of our favorite movies, TV shows, and so many other fandom-related subjects, talking about all the things that we love and even some of the things we might not love. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back. This episode... All right, let me tell you. I have been waiting so long for this movie to come out. I waited and waited, and then they pushed back the premiere date again and again. How many times did they push it back? I think they pushed it back two times, maybe three. I think it was two, though. Um, so, obviously, if you haven't caught on and the then, movie... And then, of course, it was released two different days. Yeah, because... okay. So, the movie that we're discussing this week is Downton Abbey, A New Era... Which is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I really enjoyed it. Um, if, yeah, if you haven't seen the movie yet, why are you listening? Yeah. Go watch the movie, come back. So, they premiered it April 27th, I want to say, in the UK. And then May 20th here. And I was like... She, for like So, for like a month, she's like, I just want to know... What's happening? I just want to know. And nobody was posting anything. Nobody was posting what was going on. I couldn't see anything. Even if I did try and look up spoilers, I couldn't see anything because nobody was posting things. And I was like, this is and that's okay. not fair. That's I know. okay. Because then we got to go into the movie, you know, without knowing anything beforehand. I knew little things. We saw, well, except for what we saw in the trailer, you know. Yeah, but I knew, I knew little things that I had seen, but not enough to, like, know what was going on. Know the whole. I knew about everything. Thomas. Um, because I, I have a friend on Tumblr who told me, so I was like, okay, that's, I know that. Um, and like Violet, I could tell that was coming. Uh, I, I could tell it was coming. So there were like little things I could, I knew about, but certain, but other things I was like, like, all right. Like the bigger, the finer details. So Downton Abbey, A New Era is obviously the second film in the Downton Abbey universe. Um, there's the six seasons, uh, or the six series in the program, um, and it's on, I want to say it's on Netflix and Amazon Prime, I believe. Mm-hmm. I have the full series on DVD, but I still watch it. And the it. movie. Yeah, but I still watch it on TV. And you also rented the movie once because... Oh, you, I rented it too, like three you, times. Because you were too lazy to walk up to your bedroom yeah. and get the physical copy and put it in. Yes, exactly. I just... I was in the middle of eating dinner and I was like, I want to watch the movie. And I was like, I have it upstairs. And I was like, but if I walk upstairs, my food's going to start getting cold. So why not just rent the movie that's, for four bucks? That's and why you walk fast. That's not... Yeah, but then that means I might fall up the stairs, and that's not fun. <sighs> so I watched... I've Let me just say, okay, I've seen the series several times. Yes, she has. Seen the movie several times. I can vouch And for I will that. watch this movie several times. Once it's released. Yes. On DVD. So, um, second movie... Because I'm not using more tickets on you for this I know. movie. Um... So the first movie came out in 2018, I believe. Um, and then we weren't sure if they were doing a second movie. And then like a year later, I think in like 2019 or 20... Yeah, I think it was 2019. They were like, hey, we're doing another movie. But we had no idea what it was about. We had no title or anything. It was just mm-hmm. Downton Abbey 2. And we were like, okay. And of course, when COVID hits, mm-hmm. you got to hold off. Exactly. COVID hits. So then there's that battle that they have to go through of not knowing if the movie's going to come out, not knowing if they're going to be able to film, whatnot. Finally, we got, you know, the title and then everyone who was slated to be in it. Um, of course, you know, the whole cast was back. 
save for a few people here and there. Um, but the majority of the cast, I, the one cast member I was really surprised that they just randomly decided to put in the movie, who wasn't even in the first movie, was Danker. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I mean, when you I watch the movie, you can, you can you understand, understand why. But still, I was like, I don't, I was like, I would have preferred Spratt. Like, come on. Oh, yeah, he wasn't in it. I know. I was watching the entire time, every time I saw Danker, I, totally I was forgot. like, I was like, where is he? Where is he? I love him, but whatever. Um, so, like, the entire cast was back. Um, we had some new additions, too, just like the first film. So the first film introduced um, two character, or a couple characters that are mentioned or are in the second film. One of them is um, uh, Lady Maud Bagshaw, who is mm-hmm. a cousin of Robert's, and her illegitimate, illegitimate technically, daughter, um, Lucy Smith. Lucy and Tom start up this relationship in the first film, which carries over into the second film. Um, and they get married. Yeah, the movie kicks off with their wedding, which yes, was super beautiful. cute. And like the and the shot going in, there's a shot in the opening scene going into the chapel through the stained glass. Yeah, right? it goes through the stained glass. Is it through the stained glass, or it's through a window of something. Something like that. It goes through, and then it pulls in. It like goes into the front, and then you see Tom and Lucy kneeling up at the front. Or no, no are they they're, kneeling? Not, they're not kneeling, but then they turn to face each other. Or they turn to face the crowd and they're like smiling and everyone's super happy and everyone's there. Um, and it was super sweet. And then you and see them walk down the aisle and we get to see the shot of like all the characters that we know yeah, watching. I think, and I think Sibby was the flower girl or she was like um, in like that right. bridal party. Super cute. Makes sense. Um, and so they, you know, obviously the movie kicks off at their wedding and it kind of, they're a big part of the story in the, mm-hmm. in the second film. Um, and another character that we don't see in the second film but we hear about is Richard Ellis. Richard Ellis is in the first film. He is a um what's he called? Um he's basically like a dr- a dresser um to for the, the for the king. Um he him and Thomas Barrow have a kind of flirtation flirtation in the first film. Thank you. Um but it doesn't go further than a kiss. Um, and he gives him this keychain. He's like, you know, you can remember me and whatnot. Second film rolls around and let me tell you, <laughs> okay, I was pissed, but also pleased for Thomas. Right. Um, cause he had his own little, little side story, which involved Richard and some other characters. Um, so this film, obviously, okay. So this film, they mention it in the first film that, um, Downton needs some repairs. Mm-hmm. Um, their roof is leaking. There's a few things here and there that are going on, which is brought into the second film. We actually get to see this roof leak. Exactly. And so they are asked by a film company uh, if they can shoot at Downton. Of course, Robert does not want it. And Mary's like, nah. Violet doesn't really yeah, want Violet's it. Yeah, Violet's kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but of course, Mary being, you know, the new head of house, basically. Is, She's like, we need the money yeah. for these repairs. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, sure. Why not? And so we're introduced to three new characters. Jack Barber, played by Hugh Dancy, who... Michael loves. <laughs> I love him. And if you know Hugh Dancy, you know he is in, uh, Hannibal, um, which, <laughs> please, everything. I love it. Um, and so he was a big, you know, he's, he's in this. And I remember reading on the thing the first time that they announced who the new characters were. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, Hugh Dancy. <laughs> I was like, this is all right. I was like, well, that just makes it even better. It's like, I, it's like, obviously I know who he is just cause you know, 
Well, he's in Elle Enchanted. Right. It's just, I've never, I haven't seen him in a ton of stuff. Yeah. But I was still like, oh, okay. That's yeah. Cool. And he's handsome. He's very handsome. He's very yeah. handsome. Then we also have Laura Haddock, who is, he, she plays uh, Myrna, or Myrna. Myrna. Myrna Dalglish, I believe, or Dalglish, who is a, she has a very thick Cockney accent. Um, and an she's, actress. she's an actress. She's a silent film star, which yes. for her having a Cockney accent does not work. I mean, it were It technically like it I works. Think, now. I feel like, I feel like it would depend on the film. Yeah. Too, like now it would work more because like people are used to it. Right. But for her being this gorgeous, gorgeous film star, having this Cockney accent, this very rough. It doesn't work. Um, And we also are introduced to Guy Dexter, who is played by uh, Dominic West. Now, Dominic West will always be handsome. That's my opinion. Um, He's handsome. And he is another one of the film stars. And he is the character that interacts the most with Thomas Barrow. Mm -hmm. They have a thing. They have this really cute flirtation going on. And I know someone pointed out, um, I was reading on Tumblr, somebody pointed out that you know that it's more genuine than some of the other flirtations mm-hmm. he's had because there's a moment, their first interaction together, when Thomas tells him, you know, is there anything you need or I'm here for anything you need. Right. And Guy's response is, anything I need, well, that's a very tall order. And Thomas gets kind of flustered and kind of looks down. Mm-hmm. And then immediately Guy's just like, oh, I'm just teasing you. I'm just, I'm, it's okay. You know, I, everything's right. fine. And you realize in that moment that he's like, that it's not this kind of taking relationship Mm -hmm. like guy isn't trying to take anything from thomas or want anything he's just kind of like i'll let you do your thing i think also in that scene too because coming off of the first movie you know mary had asked carson to come back because she didn't think that thomas would be able to handle having you know the royalty staying Mm -hmm. down and so then i feel like when guy makes that comment and thomas like the look on his face i feel like it's one of those kind of like oh, is this happening again type of a thing? Exactly, and that makes and sense, then, yeah. Uh, you know, going hand in hand with what you said yeah. about um, the, the genuine... Exactly, yes. and like... Um, and also, you know, with Thomas, and I will say this, and Jillian yeah, loves... Thomas Barrow. I, I He's love, her favorite. I, yeah, I mean, I love most of the characters, but Thomas, I think, definitely is my favorite. And you guys know this, because I've said this before. You connect so much with the broken characters. I really do, and I mean, that's a lot. But, I mean, it's, okay, it's, and it's always the, the dark-haired male characters who have some sort of trauma in their background mm-hmm. and who are assholes to the people they love or who, they to the people who love them. Because they don't really know how else Exactly. But the best part about those characters is that the they're, the, they're the sweetest to the, to the kids. Mm-hmm. They're always the most protective. Mm-hmm. And they always get the best redemption stories. Mm-hmm. So Thomas, obviously, is my favorite. And on that, I'm really sad that we didn't get any Thomas and George interaction. Yeah, I was I know. really hoping we would. Here's the thing. I think because the kids are older, it, there's there would have been less interactions yeah. to have, been have, you know? Because when they're, when they're baby, you know, when they're toddlers in that age, mm-hmm. you know, five, four or five years old, they want to be, right. you know, they want to do everything. Whereas as they, the older they get, they're kind of getting into that more kind of just, they'll sit there and kind of be in that. But I mean, they're still pretty young though in the movie. Well, they're in like, the movie, so in the movie, in the movie Sibby, George is seven because Mary says that it's been yeah, about so seven years. Yeah, so Sibby is eight or nine, I believe, in the film. 
Georgia's seven. I think Marigold is supposed to be, I want to say Marigold would have been five, five no. or six. She doesn't seem like five or six, maybe five or six. Um, and then Caroline is only supposed to be, I think, probably two and a half, three. She looks older. Mm-hmm. I um, think all the kiddos look older because it's been a couple of years since they did exactly. the first movie. And then but in the movie verse, it's yeah. only about a year and since then, the first one. Um, obviously, I want to say his name is, is it? Who is their, oh. Um, Peter? Peter, thank you. Peter is Edith's, um, Edith Maybe. and Bertie's son. Um, but they name drop what we don't see. Exactly. Um, but so, so, like, obviously, like we were saying, we don't get Thomas and George interaction, which I would have loved to have seen. I would have, I would have really liked it because I know we've, like, you and I have talked about it before. And I'm, I've seen stuff, I think, online, too, is the parallel that would have been so great between Carson and Mary and then Barrow and George. Exactly. Like being the, the butler's butler, favorite, yeah. you know, and how... I just, Which, I mean... It would have been a really sweet parallel yeah. to, like, keep going, but... Exactly. After watching this movie, I can understand the direction that they did go exactly. with the characters. Um, so, one of the biggest points for Thomas, at least in the film, is that he receives a letter basically telling him that Richard, this man that he had a flirtation with, is getting is married. Or he's getting, getting married. married. Um, and so, it kind of it breaks his heart a little bit. And he has this really sweet moment with Mrs. Hughes where he's just like, you don't want to know. And she's just like, come on try me and and they've always had they've always had a really sweet relationship because there are several times throughout the series where he's broken down or something and she's kind of there to pick him up a little Mm bit um and she kind of takes him under she takes him back in and helps him out and and one of my favorite moments i think is when she's talking to carson um i want to say it's series three three or four i think when she's talking to carson after they decide, like, hey, we're going to kick Thomas out because he was being improper with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's talking about, you know, his sexuality, basically. And Carson's just like, oh, but, you know, you have to hear this. You have to hear all that. And she's just like, you think I haven't heard worse? Like, come on. that I'm it, like, she's just kind of just like, I'm not that innocent. Like, or not. She's like, I'm not that jaded to certain things, you know. Or, or I don't know if jaded is the right word. Or she's not, I guess, th- there's not a mist over her eyes in a sense. Right. There's not, you there's know. There's no veil over her Yeah, she exactly. she knows what's going on. Right. Um, and so it was really sweet. And I feel like, I feel like as the housekeeper, she kind of has to yeah. be aware of different things. Yeah, and there's know? also, there's, I know there's a bunch of memes about it, about the whole, like, uh, the house knowing that Thomas is gay, but nobody says anything. Right. So all those moments, they're just kind of like... <gasps> Why am I gasping? I knew that already. That that meme, and I yeah. was like, I was like, literally all of them. It's so it's so funny, and I feel like I should say, at at some point, I'll probably say now, I have not seen the entirety no. of the show. No. I've seen, I've seen a good chunk of episodes because I'm too lazy to leave most of the time when you put. The you've show seen. On. Here's the thing, she's seen, uh, like she's seen probably half the series. In entirety because... Because I'm too lazy to leave. And because, like, each season is only, like, eight episodes. So you've seen maybe, like, two episodes of season one, three of season two. And so you've seen, like... Honestly, I've probably seen more than I think I have. Yeah. And obviously, I've seen the first movie... Yeah. ...a couple of times because, again, too lazy to leave. And you've seen a good chunk of clips because I watched them constantly. And then, obviously, I went and saw this one. You Um, basically forced me to take you. I did not. You basically did. I... 
did not. Because I get free passes from working at the movie theater. So she was basically like, hey, we're going to we're gonna go see Down Abbey, Mr. Right? Electric, I did not. Yeah, you basically <laughs> strong-armed me. Okay, whatever she says. Um, so anyways, back to the film, Jillian. Mm-hmm. I just wanted um, to throw that in. I know. Throw the disclaimer. So Thomas and Guy Dexter have a very sweet kind of flirtation going on which is really nice to see him kind of have that moment a couple of times yeah and it's it's adorable they're really cute together um and then of course uh Myrna has this kind of new friendship with Daisy which is really cute just Daisy being like get off your ass and get to work you know it starts with you know Daisy being like star starstruck essentially being like this an incredible actress is here and she's going to be staying at Downton. I'm going to get to be her friend. It's going to be amazing. And then she meets her and she kind of gets the brush off a few times and Daisy's just kind of like, okay. Oh, okay. But then when she everything kinda, goes down, everything starts going wrong for, for, for Myrna, 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 Myrna. I think it's Myrna. I think it's Myrna. Um, you know, everything starts going wrong for her because Mary is doing the voiceover for her I part. Should, I should say, to preface this, they've decided to create... They, oh, they yeah. were originally filming a silent film. Um, the studio doesn't want a silent film anymore. Silent films not are not money. selling. So they decide, we're going to turn it into a talkie. Um, and so they're like, okay, we have to record sound. So, of course, they record Guy. He's great. He's fantastic. Then they go and try and record Myrna. And she does not do well. Let's just put it like that. Um, And so so they're all like, okay. And so then, of course, Mrs. Hughes is like, Mary should do it. And they're just like, okay. And so they get her to do it. And then, of course, Myrna walks in and sees. And she's pissed. Realizes what's going on. And then, but she doesn't have her, like, her and Daisy don't have that moment until, I think it's, it's the scene that they're, like, they're filming it while... Like, they're, like, filming it live. Yeah. Right? Like, doing the, the voices live yeah. during the scene. And so, Mary, of course, is standing behind the camera while Myrna is filming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like, Myrna, you know, don't talk. Just mouth the words, but don't actually say them because Mary's doing it. And, and she, of, of course, course, is... It's hard for her because right. she has this girl talking in her ear. Right. Can't figure out what to do. So, it's hard for her, of course. So and I feel she, for her. I do. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And so, of course, she goes, storms off, and is upset and everything. And everyone's and trying to help her. Everyone's, like, knocking on no her door. No one's having any success. So then Anna, Anna and Daisy go in. And they're, you know, they're Anna's trying to, you know, kind of talk calmly to her. And then Daisy's just like, you know what? Get out there and, and you know, get up, get up off your butt and go out there and, exactly. and do the work. And you can see that Anna's and, like, Daisy, what are you doing? Like, like you can't talk, talk to her, her like, like that. that. But... It's what she needed to hear. Yeah, and she even says, you know, you remind me of my sister. She died, you know, in 1919. It was really hard, but you remind me of her. And I was like, okay. That's really okay. sweet. Um, and so they have this great relationship now. Um, and then, of course, um, Jack Barber, who is the director played by Hugh Dancy, he is very suave, very... Charismatic. Uh, very charismatic. Um, and he's trying to, you know, do this movie. And he ends up with this kind of working relationship with Mary where and okay for the second time Henry is not present I mean in the first <laughs> film the he first comes in get him at the end in the first film he comes in 15 minutes before the end of the film and he shows up and he's just like hey I'm happy to see my wife and I'm here second film he's not even in it they mention him several times but he's not and obviously um uh Matthew Good was filming another movie so he couldn't be present during this um which is really sad because I love him but it's understandable. Um, so 
they don't have Henry, which is sad, but because of this, Mary starts, basically she's like having doubts about her relationship. She's like, I don't know if he loves me more than he loves cars. I don't know how this is going to work out. Mm -hmm. So then she kind of starts this flirtation with, with, um, Jack, but you know that she still loves Henry, Mm -hmm. of course. And then later at the end of the film, and I love, Mm -hmm. love, love the moment because instead of just kissing Mary, he asks her, may I, he says, you know, may I kiss you? And she, you see that moment on her face where she considers it for just a second. Mm -hmm. And then she's just like, no. And he, he doesn't even push it. He's just like, okay. He's kind of just like, like, understandable. You know, she's, you know, she's essentially, I think she, she basically says, even if I want to, I am a married woman. Yeah. Like, even if I want to, there's people who matter more than me base or there's other people that I have to think about first. Right. And which I will say is the best, one of my favorite um, character developments that we've seen in the series, because in the very beginning of the series, when you see Mary, she's a very selfish, very spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. Then by this point, you know, she's in her late thirties. So she's very much and like, she's a, she's a mother now. Yeah. Mother of a two, a, a wife and she's a head of house basically. Right. So she's like, you realize that she's finally realized, or you see, we see that she's finally realized there are people that matter more than me. Like, there are people's, people's feelings matter more than mine, basically. Or, you know, there's other things that are more important than thank you. my desires. It, thank you. That's, it's, she, like, it's like, yeah, it's okay to, you know, want things for yourself, but sometimes you do have to give up certain things. Exactly. For others. And I'm, I'm so glad that, that, you know, she was like, I'm married. I'm not going to kiss you. Which, because ugh, thank you. we see it too many times in yeah. movies and shows and where the spouse is like, oh, they're my husband or whoever, you know. They're, they're away. Not, they're not here, so it's okay. It's like, no, you're still married. Yeah, and also I, one, and it's like my favorite part of the scene, though, was him, like, he doesn't even push it. He's mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay, and he understands. Right. It's not like he genuinely, it's not like. It's not like he was gonna force himself, which I loved. It was just mm-hmm. him being like, "Okay, that's I feel fine. like it would have it would have ruined the character, the character, if and had. the movie exactly." So it it worked really well. Um, and so they have this really sweet thing, and you know, of course, he offers her to make more films with him, and she's just kind of like, "No, I'm done. This is this is it. This is my last." But yes, but, but okay, the best, Mosley. literally one of the best parts of this whole oh, cinema oh, coming to the to Downton is uh, Mr. Mosley. Now, Mosley was only, he was introduced in the first series, but he wasn't throughout, he was only in bits and pieces until, like, season five, I think. Then he became, like, more of a regular because he started working at the, um, at the Grantham house. Um, and so he's in it, and him and Mrs. Baxter have this really sweet relationship throughout the entire series that they're in together. Um... And it's a very, like, back and forth kind of, like, you know that they're, like... But neither of them is willing yeah, to Yeah, you know it. that they're flirting with... Or you know that she's flirting with him. Uh-huh. And he just does not... So he's just kind of, like, like it's huh? one of those things where he's a little clueless. He's, like... He likes her, but he's not sure if she likes him. Well, he does say... Obvious. He does say in this film. So, in this film, Mosley is, like, starstruck. He's in awe that they're filming a movie. Mainly because he loves the idea of movies. He loves mm-hmm. the idea of films and Hollywood and all of that. So, at one point, at the point when they decide to make the film a talkie, 
they realize, hey, we don't have any scripts. And so Mrs. Hughes says, well, no, I think it's Anna that says, well, why don't you ask Mr. Mosley? He's a school teacher. And he can read lips. He can read lips and all that. Because they have to, you know, they have to figure out what the characters, what the actors were saying in the scenes so that they can add the voices exactly. in. And so Mr. Mosley helps with this. So he writes up the, the cards basically so they can read them. Then he says... Well, because they realize that they need, need more. more script for the and rest so of the And so he movie. basically starts writing this the rest of the script. And he, I love it because one of my favorite moments, and I know it was your favorite too because you were we were both dying. There's a scene with Mary, Jack, and Mosley where he's like, well, why don't we have this scene instead of this in the film? And they're both just kind of like, what do you mean? And he's like, he basically is like, why don't we have this big dramatic climax, this big romantic climax instead of the ending that we have? Right. And they're like, go on. And so he starts explaining it. And, it, and it he's does, so and it's passionate. One of those, it's one of those filming moments I love where they do the thing where they're kind of below him a little bit. And like they're slowly, in, yeah. they're slowly panning up as he's like getting super into it and super excited. And I think I wrote down in my notes that that moment is basically anyone in a fandom explaining anything to anyone yeah. who's not in a fandom. Just being like, look at this, look at this. And they're, and so both true. Mary and Jack are like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. And so then by the end of the film, Jack decides to offer Mosley the chance to continue writing scripts for him, mm-hmm. which is Mosley's dream at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, yes. Um, and so, so he he's said, super excited. And so he he said, "Was seven hundred? No, yeah, seven hundred per script that he writes, and then a thousand if it gets made. Exactly. Um, which I mean, I feel like would be way more if it were nowadays. Well, yeah, um, for sure. And so we have this moment, and that is when he decides he needs to make a change. So he, there is a point in the film when the extras leave they're like we're not being paid we have to, we're going so then the um servants get to play the extras and of course they're so excited they're beyond excited um, i think they look- i think the only one who's like not super excited to be dressed up is thomas because he's just kind of like okay but he's also in it with guys so he's right. like okay of course all the ladies are so excited exactly and they all get dressed up they including all look so pretty including mrs baxter so she walks out and they're downstairs and he she walks out and mr mosley's just kind of like oh okay and he basically is like he basically proposes to her being well, he like he does propose to her well i know but listen okay he he basically tells her I didn't feel worthy enough, in a sense. Like, I didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. I felt like you deserved to, you know, propose to you. And she's just kind of like, I would have taken it. I don't care. I want to be with you. I don't care you. about the money. I care about you, Yeah, and so he, then he gets down and she tells him, she's like, it's never going to happen again, so you're getting down on one knee. <laughs> so then he proposes to her. Which we love a woman who takes charge. It was charge. so sweet. It was so and sweet. And not only this, not only that, guys, there okay? There was a microphone There was a microphone them. from the filming above them, which meant the entirety of the house gets to hear. And they are all beyond so thrilled cheering. for this. And it was, it was so, so sweet. sweet. So sweet. It was so... And just the moment of Carson, just his eyes were closed and he was just waiting. And he hears the yes and he just gets like... He's just like, oh, yes, like finally it's happening. Um, it was, it was so beyond it was sweet. adorable. And like, we've been waiting so long for those two to get their heads out of their asses and get together. It's, uh, yeah, you, you finally every happening. Time, every time a scene would come out of the two of them, you're just like, oh, they're just so in love. They are. They were so in love throughout the entire series and they never said anything and it drove me nuts. They but they have good, a really sweet. They were a good slow burn. They were a really good slow burn, especially because I think their slow burn was a couple of years 
from series like four to now. Right. Um, so it was really sweet. Um, and so obviously the film gets made and it's a big thing. And the servants playing are playing extras, of course. Um, but the other big part of the movie that we haven't even spoke about yet is the other plot that's going on. So the other plot that's happening is after the wedding, um, it's revealed that Violet, that Violet was gifted a, um, villa villa in the South of France by a gentleman that she had known before Robert was born. So obviously it's before Robert was born. So everyone is like, Ooh, we know who Robert's daddy is. It's (laughs) not his actual daddy. So they get to go to south of France. France. And it was so cute because... But it of was... course, you know, not everybody goes. Yeah, so basically the only ones who go, um, we have Robert, Cora, Edith, Bertie, Tom, Lucy... Carson. M- Carson, Maud, and... Doesn't... No, Baxter doesn't go. No, um, yeah, Baxter goes, and then... Oh, yeah, because they, they... Yeah, yeah they Baxter back. and um, Bates. Those yeah. are the ones that go. Um, and I love it because the only reason Carson goes, guys, okay, the only reason, mind you, he's not, he doesn't work anymore. He doesn't work there anymore. (laughs) So the only reason he goes is because Mary knows that having him at the house would be more trouble. Yeah, would be more trouble than he's worth. And, um, and so they are like, he has to, he, we have to get, and it's, I love it because it's her and Mrs. Hughes plotting being like, we have to get rid of him. So they talk, they talk to Carson and they're like, you know. Yeah. It, you, you need to go because, you know, you need to be able to show them how things are done properly. Exactly. And then they, they talk, talk to, to Robert. Robert and they're like, well, you know, you need to make him feel useful. Yeah. And it's just like, they're just playing it and I love it so much. So good. So he goes and obviously he's very prim and proper and very wants things to be done he's certain way. He's roasting He is roasting. And it was so funny. Um, and it was adorable and he was just a and cutie him, pie. And him and Maude get mistaken for husband and wife, which was so funny. It's hilarious because they are married in real life. Yeah. Um, Imelda Staunton and Jim Carter. And, okay, let's, let's be real. Their height difference kills me it's every so time. Cute. It's so cute. Um, and they're super sweet. Um, and, of course, him and Mrs. Hughes. And Jillian loves it. Every time that Carson and Mrs. Hughes call, each, call other each other Elsie. Charlie and Elsie. It's just the cutest. Elsie Kensington. Always keep, keep your eggs, eggs sunny, sunny side up. up. Like, oh, man. Um, so they're, they're really so cute. cute. It's like, we've talked about this before. I know you especially. Well, me too. Um, we're not always fans of watching old people. No, no. It's it's like middle-aged people. Middle-aged people. On movies and TV. So, okay. Basically, basically, if you're, <laughs> for me, if you're between the ages of like 35 and 55, I don't care about your seeing your relationship portrayed on TV, but if you're like in your like, like teens, twenties, thirty, early thirties, and then fifties and up, or like sixties and up, I love it. I love seeing it's, it. It's so funny. Like I don't know what it is. I think it's just like it's just like an awkward. Period. I think for me, I think I think that what makes it the most like odd is that people in their forties are basically like our parents' age. Yeah. Like they seem like their parents. And to most people, it's like, your parents aren't falling in love now. They're already in love. You know, yeah, it's you that, don't want to see your parents It's that flirting. kind of thing. Whereas when you're looking at old people, you're like, oh, they're so cute. They're like, oh, look at the cute grandma and grandpa. And it's so funny, though, because, like, I used to say it all the time. I was like, I hate watching old people in love. But you know what some of my favorite ships are? Of course, there's there's Robert and Cora, Carson and Mrs. Hughes. You have Kit and Belle from The Resident. Mm-hmm. Then you have, um, oh, who is the other one I was thinking of? 
uh, I don't even know anymore, but like, but the, it's so uh, funny because like, there's like certain movies that we won't watch if like the main couple that's that's of the romance is like it's always a middle-aged the couple. If it's a Hallmark movie like that, I will not watch it. There, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I, it's like I do, but it's hard to put it into words. Yeah, I feel um, like it's just like a little awkward, but it's like. Watching, like, grandparents falling in love, though, is just so sweet because, like, you know, they're they're old, so they're kind of, like, they're not necessarily looking for love, but they're also, like... They just kind of find it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'm still desirable. Someone yeah. still wants me Which is super age. sweet. Which, okay, that's one of my favorite lines from the film is when Mary's talking to Jack, <laughs> and she's just like, you know, I just love that even as, uh, you know... Um, someone in my 30s. Yeah, someone in my 30s. No, no, she says, some, like, she doesn't say 30s, I think she she's, says old. Yeah, like an uh, an old woman, or like an older woman who's married can still be found attractive or be desirable or something. And I was like, Mary, let's be real. Michelle Dockery is hot. <laughs> and nobody will change, okay, nobody will change my mind on that. Every every leading lady in the show is hot, and nobody will change my mind. I love it so much. Um <laughs> So obviously, you know, we have Carson have his whole little little thing about being like, oh, south of France. It's not going to be too bad. They're just like, okay. Um, he does not like the French. No. And so they go there. Um, and we get moments with all the characters. Um, Robert is afraid that his, basically, that his... Um, that the father he thought was always his father is not his father. Exactly. So he's terrified. Um, Cora's kind of doing her thing, right. and we'll get to her in a minute. Um, she's doing her thing. Edith is having the time of her life because she's back to being a reporter, which, or journalist, which is super cute to see on her. And, and, and what I love, like, one of my favorite interactions about Edith in this movie was, I think we see it in the trailer, is when, um, when she, <laughs> when she you know, she mentions how she, you know, wants to write an article about the south of France, people vacationing yeah. there. And Cora's like, oh, you're back to writing. That's, you know, it's so nice to see you using, using your brain, brain again. again. And then Mary's just like. Let's hope it's still there. Right. And I'm like, and then you can see like. The Edith, smirk on her face. And then, you, you know, Edith, she's kind of like, she has like a, like a, like a playful. Yeah. She kind of you know? just laughs it off. And I'm like, that's such a sister like, thing. Because like series one, she would have snapped right back. Oh. But it, they, their relationship has evolved enough yeah, right, to yeah, now. Their relationship has progressed a lot. To where now they're just kind of like, ha, 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 okay, whatever. It's like, Even Birdie has that look on his face of like, ha, 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 okay. It's like, and Mary's response is such an older sister response. It's such response. a sister response. Like, it's like, I, I know I've said this before, is that, is that Mary and Edith, they're such a good depiction of siblings. Mary, Edith, and Sybil are mm-hmm. really, like, the best, one of my favorite just depictions of siblings. Especially, like, Sybil, because she's, you know, she's the baby of the family. And that's how I was. I, I Being you know. the baby, I was the one who always wanted to, you know, I was always very more adventurous and right. kind of outdoing things. And it's like, you know, the baby is typically favored a little bit more, just exactly. naturally. Um, that's how it was. The here. middle, the middle daughter is a little bit lost. Hey, oh, <laughs> I to be fair, I was mom's favorite. So, yeah, you know. and then the oldest is a little bit more usually put on a pedestal in a sense because they're the oldest. They right. have to be. They, in charge. they tend to take on more responsibility exactly. naturally, and so it's just one of those things. But like, they're one of my favorite they're depictions. Such a good depiction even now, they're pretty good. And even even in the early, even in the early stuff, like all the com- like the comments that they make back oh my and forth to each other. It's the like snapping and the trying to ruin each other's lives. It's like, is like yeah. 
It's like, if anybody else tries to ruin your sibling's life, you will throw down with them. Yeah. You're the only one that can try to ruin your sibling's life. Exactly. You know? And it's super, it's and great. if you don't have siblings, you don't understand. Exactly. And Anybody like, with siblings, you know what we're talking about. Anybody else tries to mess with your sibling, you yeah. will throw hands with and them. You're the only one that can. Yeah. And one of my favorite, like, one of my favorite things about this movie is mainly is Edith and her like her little journalism that she's going mm-hmm. back you know she's going back to being a journalist which I love and I will say one her outfits in this movie are fantastic mm-hmm. two I don't know why but they're okay so there's the scene in when they're in the library I believe um at the the villa and she has this this headband on and oh, she has this yeah. kind of like jacket thing going on I don't know why but immediately for some reason I thought of Agatha Christie yeah, like everything, yeah. I feel like everything that Edith wears from like season five on is such an Agatha Christie look. Um, yeah, and it just it oh, it's wonderful. Um, but also, let's be. I feel like Edith has some of the best clothes of the series. She really like she really does. Her and I think it's like her and Rose have some of the best. Mm-hmm. I wish I really re- wish Rose was there, but whatever. She's doing it, her own it thing. It would have been nice, but I don't feel like it would have like worked. Well, well. I think it wouldn't have worked mainly because she wasn't in the first film, so it kind of cut off that relationship in a sense. Um, But anyways, so, like, Edith and Birdie have their cute, like, I love Birdie so much. I love him so much. Um, And they're super sweet in this one. And Edith is the one that kind of takes it upon herself to kind of investigate a little bit. And she kind of tries to draw things out. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Tom and Lucy are having their, uh, they had their... um, honeymoon right and then they come back and so in the film violet you know violet has been gifted this villa obviously she decides and leave it to to leave it to zibi because the way she explains it you know mary mary has you know george and caroline who are going to take downton um edith and Bertie, their kids will take um uh broadcast i want to say it's like broadcaster broadcast broadcast Brancaster? 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 Something like that. I cannot remember. Um, And then... um, Tom Tom and and Lucy's kids. Tom and Lucy's kids are going to have the house that they're in now. I do not remember the name. Mm -hmm. So she was basically like, Sibby doesn't get anything. Like, Mm -hmm. Sybil's daughter doesn't get anything. That doesn't work. So she's like, I want to give this to her, which I thought was super Super sweet. sweet. You know, she is the oldest grandchild. Exactly, which I loved. Um, And so she got that. um, And so she's, you know, gifted this to Sibby. And so Tom and Lucy decide to go to basically see what's going on. Because uh, the the people who are living there now are this gentleman's son and wife who throughout the entire movie everyone assumed was robert's half brother mm-hmm. that's what we assumed. i mean i think we no, both full, no half brother yeah. i think we both the entire movie were, we're like, like oh well that's even him. before the movie when we saw the trailer we're like okay oh, it's brothers they're they're, they're half brothers and or something one of the best moments it was super subtle and so if you blinked you would have missed it and i know you saw it we both saw it because we both kind of had that we i know we both saw it because we both kind of sat up in our seats for a second is there's a scene in when they first arrive at the villa and Robert and this gentleman are walking up the stairs. Oh, with, with the yes. hair. With okay. the hair. No, it wasn't the hair. It was the ear. Oh, They're the both ear. walking yeah, yeah. up the stairs and they both go and they both tug at their right ear at the same uh-huh, exact uh-huh. time in the same 
way. It's it's one of those blink and you miss it moments. And for me and Jillian, we watch stuff so much, we we see everything. Yeah. So like that. I mean, we moment, do miss stuff sometimes, but that was one of those ones. I feel like in the movie theater, we tend to pay more attention yeah. because we and can't it was and it was such a subtle moment that if you blinked, you wouldn't miss it. But it was so subtle. But it was so perfect. Mm -hmm. It it was kind of it kind of added to the oh are they actually related? yeah which I loved, um and so obviously the so mother now, you know of course uh, uh Robert is having like a, a, a midlife crisis a midlife in the sense um and so of course the mother the the lady of the house is not happy she not wants to all. fight it in court be like this isn't acceptable he was my husband and of course the lawyer is like you can't do anything you know, what grounds you yeah know? Uh, you know he made the will before he met you it doesn't work and you he's... have a bunch of other houses. yeah and then even the son is like it's fine we we don't need it like mm -hmm. it's they wanted to he wanted to leave it to father them wanted to do exactly and i and i love the son for being very mm -hmm. amicable about it and um i'm trying to make peace with this mm -hmm. um of course, you realize that the the main reason he's doing this is because, because he, he thinks, thinks that Robert, Robert is his brother. brother. So he has that, you know, that kind of like, I want to meet him in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, and so Tom and Lucy go there with them to see the villa. And they have some really sweet moments. They and do, Lucy Lucy is adorable. She's so Oh, cute. my gosh. I, I love Tuppence Middleton. I love her. Um, I didn't know. It was funny because when I first started watching... Sense Eight on Netflix. I didn't realize that it was Tuppence Middleton in it until I went back and I'd watched the Downton movie and I was like, "Why does she look so familiar?" And then I looked her up and I was like, "Okay." I love when that happens. I was like, "Okay." No, what I love between them in this movie, because obviously you know Tom and and Sybil had a beautiful romance mm -hmm. in the show. You know, it was a it was a struggle for them. You know, because he was the chauffeur. Did I mentioned this to you, I think. What? If it's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Okay, keep going then. You interrupted me. Sorry. Um, you know, so they had this, you know, beautiful... Tragic romance. Tragic romance, you know, because she dies in childbirth, essentially. And... Not essentially, she does. Well, whatever. Um, and so, of course, you know, Tom spends the rest of the series being a single father, yeah. you know? Um, and then, so what I love in in this movie when they're on the beach and, you know, they were playing in the water, they go sit down... And he tells her, oh, yeah. he says to her, he's, you know, he's like, uh, what does he say? I can't remember what he says, but he's essentially like, you know, I love you. And he says, I love you in a way that I never thought I'd, I would love someone again. Basically. Yeah, basically. Exactly. You know, and I'm like, that's so beautiful and so sweet. You know? Yeah, because it's one of, because I mean, for someone to lose someone in that tragic of a way, mm -hmm. it's just one of those you never he, think he you're going to find a love you know, again. He easily could have kept he's had a few. Off. He's had a few flirtations after Sybil, but nothing that was permanent. Right, because yeah, um, I think he was so focused on Sibby. on Sibby and on figuring out who exactly he was. Exactly, you know? um, and so it was really sweet to see him and Lucy finally having their moments to mm -hmm. shine. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the film, it's revealed that Lucy's pregnant. Right, and I was gonna, I was going to mention this earlier, but uh, I wanted to wait a little bit. It was such a nice bookend like oh bookends yeah for the movie to open with their wedding and then to close with on, their with their baby yeah after and i baby's born. and i know that the so they they haven't confirmed if it's a boy or a girl and we don't know the name i personally in my head they had a baby girl and they named her violet i think that would be sweet but that's in my head that's how i'm gonna picture it so i really right. hope that's the truth because that would have been great mm -hmm. um and they call her vi like that's like That'd her nickname cute. was just vi um 
so Sibby's gonna be such a good big sister. Uh, and yes. I feel like so because she's what like eight. Yeah, she's about eight. She's about eight. So I, yeah, so probably like eight or nine. So she'll definitely you know she's gonna remember exactly her sibling growing up. You know she's exactly. gonna you know she's gonna be such a good big sister. It is. Yes, she will be. She definitely will be. Um. So back to you know France and Tom and Lucy are there. Um, and we have all these moments between, they, they go back and forth between Downton and France and we right. see the kind of going, what's going on back and forth. Um, and one thing that's a big point of the movie is Violet being sick. Mm. So she does say in the first film that she is, she went up to London to have tests done, got the results and she doesn't have long to live. So obviously everyone was petrified and Okay. I told Jillian this. <laughs> you I re- didn't tell me. I remember they, they dropped the teaser for Downton, and everybody freaked out because the teaser had no sign of Maggie Smith <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Everyone was beyond pissed. They were like, don't you tell me she died off screen. Like, they were like, do not Honestly, do it. Honestly, that's one of the worst things you can do <gasps> to, oh. a char- to a beloved character is to kill them off screen. Yeah. And then... I mean, yeah, it sucks to see him die on screen, but it's even worse When to you don't get to see that, yeah. And then they dropped the trailer, and she was there, and we were like, okay, mind you. Mind you. Okay? So we, I was real pumped. I was like, trailer's coming out in a little bit. It's going to be great. I didn't know when it was dropping. Then I get home, right? And I go on oh, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking on YouTube, and it was open on my page. I this. And I was watching. I was looking through all the page, all the stuff. And it showed Downton Abbey, A New Era trailer. And it showed that I had watched it. You cannot imagine the panic that went through my head. I was like, did I, like, not remember watching this? What happened? Then it's revealed that Jillian was on my YouTube that morning and forgot and didn't realize until she watched it thinking she was on hers. Here's the thing. Okay, because we have the fire stick on our TV in the Uh living room. Uh Uh-huh. Let me hear this explanation. (laughs) And the majority of the time... Annika's the one that signed into YouTube on there because she's always on YouTube on the TV. Mm-hmm. I I will only sign into mine if, like, I'm home by myself. And then I'll usually go switch it back to Annika's because I know that she's going to get onto mm-hmm. it. But so when I opened it, I it was already open on her YouTube. I didn't have to select mine like you do sometimes. So it was already open. I was just... I think I had just woken up or something, and I wasn't fully conscious. You hear yet. how she's trying to justify this betrayal? But I saw the trailer pop up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. I'm I'm curious." So I watched it, completely not realizing that I was on her page. Yeah, and then and I, I go. I don't think I told you either that the trailer no, she was out. Had, she did not mention it whatsoever. And then I get home, and I'm freaking out. She's just like, "Oh yeah, I accidentally watched it on yours," and I was like, "Bro, I was like, come on." But to be fair, it's a good thing. She didn't tell me because I, w- I think I was at work Probably. earlier in the day and I n- would not have been able to focus had she no. told me it had dropped because I would have been trying to load it at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the trailer drops, Maggie Smith is in it, and everyone is like, okay, okay, we're good. Then the movie comes out Oof. and we're like... Phew. Here's the thing. We, you, we, we knew. have seen enough movies yeah. to kind of understand where they're going in certain directions when it comes to certain characters. And also because they mentioned in the first film that she's sick, right. you know that... The second film is probably not going to be her, So, you know, know, we see her kind of, you know, kind of weak a little bit. Yeah. You know, she goes and lays down and she's in her bed most of the movie that we see when we see her. Yeah. And if not, Um, she's with um, Isabel or Danger. Right. And they're kind of like helping her and stuff. 
And then, of course, the end of the movie comes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, here's the thing. Oh. I We knew it was coming. We could tell it was coming. We knew it was happening. doesn't make it easier. No. And I we both cried. We did. I know we did. Here's the thing. Maggie Smith is an icon. And I and here's the thing, guys. I never cry in movies. Like, I very mm-hmm. rarely cry. I'm, I'm the crier. I, I, I don't know Although why. Although, I didn't... I haven't... In the... It didn't... I didn't start crying when I watched stuff until, like, more recent years. I think... After mom. After mom. I just I don't. I getting more emotional. I just don't cry very much in things. And I don't I know what it is. And I think this movie hit me too. Yeah. Because, because of Cora yeah. and Violet. Yeah. And it made me think of mom. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. So it hit me a little harder. But just like, in general, I, I was a mess. And here's the thing. I didn't start crying, crying until the, um, like the funeral procession type scene that, ooh, that, that, that got, got me. me. The two parts that got me. Cora. Was with when Cora and Robert were so, talking to each other. So, like I said, Cora has a moment in this film. Um, you see it in the very beginning. She hands something to... Um, what's his name? Uh, their lawyer, and I don't yeah, remember his name anymore. Um, they ha- she hands him something and says, like, I need you to do this for me. She writes a new will, just some jewelry and whatnot. Then we see throughout the film... You see moments. She's kind of tired. And there's a moment where... Kinda, a couple of people kind of mention, you know, well, the, like... Well, there's a moment where they, they're in the villa at Fr- in France, and they're talking about planning a thing here every year for the summer for everyone to come and mm-hmm. stay and visit. And you see her get emotional. And right. both... I think it's... I want to say it's Baxter and... Edith that are like hey you look tired is everything okay mm-hmm. and she's just like yeah yeah no I'm fine I'm okay and obviously she's not um well because because Maude mentions that she's that she's gonna go take a nap and lie down yeah for dinner and then Edith is like oh mama you you know you look like you might want to nap too, yeah and so like and so she you see that she's getting emotional and then finally at towards the end or towards like yeah towards the end of the film we're getting to to it um, well, towards the end of their time in France. Exactly. Towards the end of their time in France, um, Edith basically tells um, Cora, you need to talk to Papa about what's going on. Something is wrong. You need to mm-hmm. talk to him. And so she does. Uh, one of the most heartbreaking it got performances. Me. Like, oh, so it got good. Me. So she explains to him that she thinks, she doesn't say it in, her, in any, you know, in as many words, but she basically infers that she thinks she has cancer right which is a big thing for like that time because in that time period there wasn't you didn't know mm-hmm. a lot about these diseases you know mm-hmm. um and so she's petrified and or she's scared and robert you know he's kind of angry at first and then he just like has the moment where he, he just sobs. down he just sobs he's like you know i'm you know losing my mother and my name i can't lose, lose you too she basically there's one of my favorite moments in that scene is when she tells him, um, and she's like, you know, remember, I loved you first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took you a while after that. And he's just like, I've always been ashamed of that. And she was like, no, no, you know, I had money and you needed it. Don't be ashamed of that. You know, we've right. had a great life together. And they have this really sweet moment. And ugh, it, it I, Robert and Cora me. are one of my favorite TV couples. They've had their challenges, of course. But they have really, they're really a strong couple. And so, like, that whole moment was just so it, good. It absolutely just so good. me. Like, I, that's the moment that really. Started getting emotional. That I, like, I had an actual tear. Yeah. Down my cheek. I was like. Yeah, I could, mm-hmm. it was, oof. 
And then, of course, Violet. And then Violet getting, you know, falling more ill, I guess. Or and she's, the whole family being there. Yeah. And just like, ugh, so sad, but so good. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the funeral procession. And you see all of, you basically get to see all of their, all of the family's kind of reactions to it, in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, you even get to see Miss Patmore and Daisy down yeah. in the kitchen. And just like, ugh, Miss Patmore kind of running off, being like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, Carson being destroyed by this basically uh, yeah i mean he's, he's worked, worked with her, her like almost 50 his, years like his or entire career yeah like 40 something years or whatnot um and so it was like oh my gosh it was it was a great ending but it was so heartbreaking it was, and it was yeah it was beautiful in a in like a sad way you know mm-hmm. yeah because tragically beautiful yeah because it's like it was the only ending for her that could have happened right right um and we knew it was coming because i think by this film she's 80 like i want to say like 87 mm-hmm. and i think even throughout the series is that she kind of a little sick at some point there's too? one point where she is sick with pneumonia i believe but she gets better mm-hmm. so she's not like sick but she she does fall sick at one point right and i mean she is you know she is fairly old when yeah she starts so. she's i want to say because i believe Somebody did math on it. Like, somebody genuinely oh, did math on it because they I'm were trying surprised. to figure out how old she was. I'm not surprised. Um, and so it was really cool. But I, um, I, I genuinely, I truly admire people that do go that. back and watch stuff, like, frame by frame yeah. to find out dates of stuff. Like, so, I admire you. I would not have the patience. You know, so that was her ending. And it was heartbreaking, but it was, it was the perfect ending for her story, I guess, mm-hmm. um, to kind of start the world anew. And, and one of my favorite parts of this whole movie is that it's you know it towards the ending you know we get her death and then it fades into a car rolling up Mm -hmm. and we see um tom lucy and their baby so -hmm. it's basically that whole you know one life ends another life begins right that's why i'm saying is if their baby was named violet it'd be the perfect sort of roundabout way a new new era era. so it's like i feel like you know yeah they're going into you know the 1930s but also you know the matriarch of the family is is dead yeah and so you know now essentially core is in that well sort of core is in that role but But it's mainly mary Mary. um and so you know they all have these wonderful moments and that's my favorite part about this film is that you see all of the characters grow throughout this entire Mm film um you see you know daisy and andy are finally married so beautiful um, Mosley and Baxter are engaged. Elsie and Carson are happy in their little, you know, little cottage. cottage. Um, it was it was so cute seeing them when they were when they were going to bed. And, and she's, I know. Like, she's like she's like put that put that guy's book down. Yeah, and, go to bed or whatever. and he's just like ah. I need to finish this chapter. And they're just super cute. And like their bed is just, like they're they're just like on this tiny little bed, and he's so big, and it was just super cute. Um, and then, of course, you know, Mrs. Patmore and Mr. Mason have their, their, they're rekindling their little romance, mainly because Andy and Daisy want space. And, and Daisy managed to manipulate the yeah. both of them, and kind of so like, cute. kind of like planting the idea in the other's head. Yeah. You know? And it was super Adorable. sweet. And like Andy and my, okay, the best Hands on the best part of the movie was just, are you ready to go? Mrs. Mrs. Parker. Parker? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Parker. <laughs> and just like. They were such newlyweds. It was you know? so cute. It was adorable. I've been waiting for that for you so were long. Oh my gosh. Because I think, I think when the trailer had come out, or it was like 
there was at one point where you're like, oh, she's credited as Daisy Parker. No, yeah, it was no, it was when they dropped the basically like the name list of uh-huh. of the characters, and it showed them, and then it said it said Andy Parker, Andrew Parker, and Daisy Parker, and I was like. <gasps> I was like, she's Mrs. Parker. And it was funny, though, because you had that rea- you had a similar reaction when you saw that she was wearing a wedding ring, a wedding oh, band. Yeah. But here's the thing. She's been wearing a wedding band since, like, season two. Because she marries oh, William, right, right. and she never took the wedding band right. off. So I'm get- I'm wondering if she just, like, changed it out, or... I feel like she would have. She could have. I don't know. Um. So, like, that whole thing was just <laughs> wonderful. And then, you know... Cora and Robert turns out Cora does not have cancer. She has anemia, uh, pernicious anemia, which now from okay, so from the end of series six when we believe Dicky has pernicious anemia, to the second movie, which is like two years, two three years, they've now surprisingly had um, an advancement on pernicious anemia, and they're able to find you know a way to treat it, right. which I love that it's only been like two three years, and they're like, oh look at this, we have a cure or not cure, we have a treatment, and I'm like, and you didn't have that. When you told him that he's dying, okay. No, no, they told him he didn't have it. They, he no, didn't but in have the beginning, no, ones. in the beginning, he thought he had pernicious oh, anemia. So they thought, okay, that's right, that's right. And okay, let's be real. I love Doctor Clarkson, I really do, but that man is not the best doctor. He's okay, but he's not the best. I love <laughs> him, but I will say, I would have trust. I would have loved it had they believed him about Sybil, but whatever. Then again, I mean, she said that she only wanted to do three seasons, so it's understandable right. why she, you know, they did what they did. Um, but, you know, and that was one, another thing, like, Dr. Clarkson was in the film, and I was like, what? I was like, Dr. Clarkson, love you. Um, it's, it's so funny, because, like, when, you know, when a character dies, like, fairly early on in a show or whatever, and then, you know, the show keeps going for a while, fans are always, you know, like, oh, you know, people write write fan fiction and being like okay well what if this character didn't die you know yeah. they, they stayed in the show or whatever and I thought it was funny that Mary essentially you know brings that up in yeah. the movie when she's talking to Jack to Jack you know and they're watching George outside and he's like oh do you have any other kids she's like oh yeah Caroline you know George is you know from my first husband and she explains you know he died in a car accident the day George was born and she's like and then she mentions she's like you know, I wonder what life would be like if he hadn't died. If he was still Essentially, here. And I'm yeah. Like, I've I've said that before. I'm like, how would the show be different if he was? If, yeah. If how would the show be different the show? had Matthew not died? How would and the show Sybil be different had died. Sybil not died? Like, it makes you wonder. Or had Lavinia not died? Like, mm-hmm. all of these characters are like, what? What would have happened? What? Mm-hmm. Where would this have gone? You know, and it's not the first time the question's been asked. No, it's not going to be the last. But it's like, especially with something like this, mm-hmm. with this show, especially, I'm like, how would it be different? Yeah. than Matthew not die. And so, know? like, they all have their. And I think the reason you that know, I was sorry, I was just thinking about this earlier, is that each of the the three, you know, Mary, Edith, Edith and, Sybil. and Sybil, each of their oldest children never got to know one of their parents because mm-hmm. obviously George never knew Matt. Well, I mean, Matthew held him once, yeah. but he doesn't know him. And then, of course, Marigold doesn't know her, her biological father. And then, of course, Sidney. Yeah, see, yeah. So Who did I say? You said... What do you mean? I said, I said, you just, you just mouthed Edith. No, sorry. I was trying to say something and I forgot what it was. And it's just kind of. Marigold doesn't know her biological father. And then then Sibby doesn't know her mother. So it's like, I just think it's funny, but not funny at the same time. It's very tragic that neither, none of them know. None of the oldest children know 
both of their parents. Exactly, which is like, ugh. But okay. It's heartbreaking. One of my favorite moments in the series, and someone pointed out on Tumblr, I think, is uh, the moment, and you love this moment because I've, I've recorded it for you so many times, <laughs> a few times, is when he br- when George brings in a, an orange to Mr. Barrow. Mr. Barrow. He brings him an orange um, because, obviously. It feel better. And there's a scene of him sitting on the bed and he, his little legs are just kicking and he's sitting there and then somebody put a side-by-side on Tumblr of Matthew in like the f- second season, I think, when he's sitting on a bed and he's just like, and they look so much alike so much alike and i was like wow the the similarity is crazy mm-hmm. same thing with you know sibby and sybil they you know they have the same kind of look of them and it's just like they're super cute but also george and henry have a really sweet really mm-hmm. in the second in the first film no no, it's it's at the end of this the series. Yeah, the the series finale. Um No, I'm working. working. Me too. But mommy will be wondering where we are. Like just so cute. And like the moment when when Henry just picks George up and puts him on his shoulders and George just claps under his chin is just adorable. <sighs> so cute. It would have been nice to see more of the kiddos in the movie, but I understand why we didn't because COVID, yeah. Well, yeah, that, and, you know, the story was more focused on the adults. Yeah. You know? But we did see the kids a few times. We did see a few times, yeah. Probably one of the best callbacks to the series is Sibby calling Robert Donk. Yeah, that was cute. Loved it. So good. It's like, I was talking to her, I was like, she's so big now. She is. She's, she's, it's crazy. insane. And I I haven't even been following the show since the beginning, but still, I'm like, she's so big. And I think... This movie itself, I think, rounded out the stories nicely for every mm-hmm. character. It's like if they don't make another movie, I think they ended on a good yeah, note I think, for everything. I know they've there's talks. I don't know if it's like actual talks about it or if it's just people wanting it to happen mm-hmm. um, about a third movie and like what that would entail, where that would go, what's kind of what would it be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Like, I, I do think the second movie is a good place to end it. Because here's the thing. If you drag it out too long, it can just go it bad. Can, it can get muddy. It can... You can risk ruining the character development like, that you've to me, already put out. Cause, and I think for a lot of people, too, is like... Especially for me, though, is like... Downton Abbey itself... Downton Abbey is the 1920s. That's just, like, mm-hmm. what you picture. Because it... The, sh- the whole entire series as a whole is ranged from 1912 or 14, I think, 12 or 14, whenever the Titanic happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that was. From that year until 1928 or 29 with Which this movie. This movie right. So And, like, they even mention a couple of times, Mary, I think Mary mentions it a couple of times, is, like, Down Abbey, like, you know, their home, it's... It's fading, know, time, essentially. Times are changing. It, you know, it was... It's not, like, the same... Basically, like, they don't need the same staff, kind of, essentially, that right. they would have when in the, you know, started, in you the know? 1700, 1800s. That it's they wouldn't like, need t- it. Times are changing, you know? And we have to change with it, you know? But, so I think it would be a good way to end the series itself mm-hmm. with this movie. But, and I know Jillian knows this because I've mentioned it before... I would love either a prequel series or a mm-hmm. sequel series. I think a prequel so series here's, would be cute. here's my idea. So prequel series, se- prequel series would see Cora and Robert meeting for the very first time 
and getting and we would see like the first episode the progression of their so like the first episode would be their first meeting then like it would end with either their engagement or their marriage or whatever and then the rest of the series would follow you know the birth of their children the their status them kind of finding their lives mm-hmm. and finding their footing then we'd get to see he, cute moments of Carson and Mary yeah. because we know that you know she's his favorite and that she exactly. has, has a soft and spot for he, okay, him. Okay, so this means guys, if we had a prequel series, this would mean we would get to see young Mr. Carson, young Mrs. Hughes, we'd get to see Hallboy Barrow, um we'd get to see young Mrs. Patmore, we'd get to see Maybe Anna starting out. We'd get at to some see point. Anna cuz I think her and Thomas are supposed to have started around the same time. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Um, we'd get to see, uh, we'd get to see Violet as young younger, Violet, yeah. you know, we'd get to see all of these things, which would be Maybe wonderful. even, you know, younger Isabel. Yeah. No, because she wasn't even, they didn't even know her until the first series. Really? He, oh. he, literally in the first episode, they're like, we don't know who these people are. Dude. I, You've seen the first episode. Yeah, but I don't okay, she doesn't pay know as much attention as you do. Then, okay, then the sequel series would be, like, George running the household. So mm-hmm. this would be, let's see, because he's, so probably the 60s, no, 30, 40s probably, if he'd be, like, in his 20s. So it, we would get to see, you know, George and... Caroline, we just see Marigold and Sibby and them being, you know, cousins, seeing how they move the household into the new generation. Mm-hmm. Just like, all, like, I would love to see it. Seeing Mary be the, you know, old lady Grantham. Like, yeah. it would be amazing. And I mean, personally, I think I would prefer a prequel series to right. a sequel series. Because it's like, it's characters that we already know where their stories end up. So it, it's fun to see the journey. Exactly. And how I would, they got there. And I would love to see. I want to see, because here, for some reason in my head, and I don't know if this is anyone else, but in my head, like, Thomas started out very, like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and then got super jaded throughout the rest of the series because that just makes sense. Um, no, I can understand There's that. actually a story I read where that's kind of what happened. Um... So, like, that whole thing would just be, it would be, I think, my vote is for a prequel series. I think a prequel series would be nice. Or even, like, a prequel movie. No, but prequel series would be do way I th- I better. Think, yeah, I think a prequel series would be better because there you'd have more more time to show the progression. Because you know characters. what I think? And I, I don't know why I think this, but I believe that when, so Mary obviously is the oldest. So, I, you know, when she was born, she was, you know, her parents loved her and whatnot. And then Edith was born. I think that Mary was super, super doting on Edith when she was, when they were kids, like super, super doting when mm-hmm. Edith was a baby and like a toddler. And then Edith started getting like more attention or, or not more attention, but Mary started getting more pressure on her as you know, when they started getting older. Mm-hmm. So then, then she became, started being like snappier and snotty because mm-hmm. she was like, I and have course, all this pressure and on me. Of course, Sibby Bull. being the baby yeah. gets more attention. And so I think I but personally... But of course, but I don't... Like I said, I don't remember as much from the show no. because I haven't watched as much. And was Mary more snippy with Edith than she was with Sibby? Yeah, because... Well, yeah, because... Sybil? Yeah, because Sybil was the baby, you right. know? Okay, she that makes sense. And, okay, and I just... I was just thinking about this, is Mary, Edith, and Sybil remind me a lot... At least their relationship reminds me a lot of... Um, Prue, Piper, and Phoebe in the first yeah. couple seasons of Charmed because mm-hmm. they have that dynamic. It, I mean, it's opposite where it's the oldest and youngest fighting versus the oldest and middle, but it's right. still the same kind of dynamic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to have a prequel series seeing where all the characters started out, 
seeing I want to see who they would cast as young jo- Robert mm-hmm. and Cora. Like right. I it's want like, to see it. It has to be perfect. It. I want to see the moment, the moment that Robert falls in love with Cora. Because mm-hmm. we obviously know that Cora fell in love with him first. Right. So I want to see the moment that he want, fell in love with I her. I want it to be one of those, one of those dynamics where it's like woman falls first but man falls harder yeah well okay i feel like I don't, that's yeah i don't know why but i feel like it would be the same sort of moment as in um and i know you remember it in during rain the show mm-hmm. um the moment when there's all the feathers falling down in the first episode i believe and francis looks at mary through the mm-hmm. feathers and he sees her and they have this kind of moment where they stop and look at each other that would be the kind of moment, like, at maybe at their wedding mm-hmm. when he, Robert sees Cora and he's just kind of like, her. She's yeah. the woman I'm in love with. Or even having a moment where she kind of, like, takes it. She kind of, like, gives it Take back to someone. Yeah, and he's just like, okay. He's all just right, like, I'm, right. I'm here for it. Like, oh, it would be amazing. They have to cast the right actors, though. It's like though. With, with, with all the characters, with all the older characters, they have to cast perfectly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it would just it, it you can't do anything else like yeah. it just has I feel to like be. I feel like that's how it is with a lot of things though it's like obviously when you have like younger to older casting whoever is playing like the older or the younger version whatever it is it's like I feel like it's very rare that the casting isn't like spot on I mean look at um, there are occasions I'm sure where the casting isn't as I mean as it okay could be. one of my favorite like perfection casting is in um. Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, yeah. the Christmas episode, when you have McKenna, um, Grace. McKenna Grace playing young Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Incredibly perfect casting. I don't know how it mm-hmm. happened, but it was wonderful. Or even in Young Sheldon, they have the actual actress's mom. The act- actress who played Sheldon's mom in The Big Bang Theory, her daughter plays her. Plays the younger version of her yeah. in the series, which, which I find great. so funny that they just it worked out that it's way. It's like, I know there's a lot of of shows and movies where they have like you know the younger version or the older version that's cast yeah and it's always most of the time it's pretty accurate pretty Mm -hmm. spot on of course there are the the odd ones i'm sure yeah but it just like it works and i'm i was really pleased with the movie i think it was wonderful everything i've seen online a lot of people preferred this one over the first one i'm kind of indifferent i guess just because i love i love the series as a whole Mm -hmm. And I love all the characters, so I really don't have a preference to movies. I think, I think I like this one because Thomas is in it more. Mm-hmm. Um, which and he yeah. has a happier ending. And he has a happy and which is one thing I didn't mention is Thomas. His ending is probably my favorite. Is Thomas's ending where while it's kind of sad, it's a little bittersweet. It's in bittersweet, a sense. but it's the best ending that he could have gotten because right. obviously you know Thomas is a gay man in the 1920s, which. Back then, it was punishable by, you know, could be life imprisonment, in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, so, his uh, guy, Dexter, offers him the opportunity to essentially be... Travel with him. Yeah, travel with him and be his, you know, valet, sort of. Um, be, you know, his dresser well, and kind, take care of him. Of, he's kind of vague about he it. He basically implies that he'd be his secret lover, essentially. essentially yeah. um, he'd be a secret lover, but also kind of, like, take care of him and help with mm-hmm. day-to-day stuff and whatnot and thomas you see he's kind of hesitant and then he eventually is like okay 
let's do it. And so he says good. He you know, you know turns in he, his well, notice. He says as much to Mary. He's yeah. like, you know, this is the, the closest. closest thing I could get to having an honest life. Yeah, and I love it because it's it's true. You know, for him, this is this is what he can get. And it's kind of a it's a essentially a callback to his conversation with Mrs. Hughes. Yeah, where she's like, you know, most men in your position will choose to wed a wife to to have a wife to have as honest of a life as they can yeah and this is his way of having an honest life and i think it's wonderful i would love okay i know it's like it would not happen but i would love it if like they did like a pre like a sequel thingy and we see you know and then let's see the probably 20s no they'd be too old they'd probably die already Uh. but i would i would just love to see the moment when like they would be able, him and Guy would be able to get, like, married, like, civil or... Yeah. Legally. But I, I, I think they'd think. be too old by that time. Or I think they would be dead by that. Right. Because I don't think it would happen until... I mean, when was, like... Because, like, gay marriage wasn't even legalized until... Until the 2000s. They'd be 2010s. dead. 2010s. Either way, Maybe. I think it'd be I don't, cute. Okay. I could be, I could be way, way off. I swear on there's this. people... I swear there was, like, stories of it, but maybe well, not. Well, I think it's, I think it's more of those where it's, like, they were, like... Like, common law. Common, okay, so I would love to see, like, a common law moment with them, you know? But I don't know, like, when that would yeah. be the thing. I but I just think it'd it be... Or even or even have, you know, if they have a third movie, you know, maybe it's a couple years later and they invite Thomas back for another wedding or something and mm-hmm. he shows up and Guy is with him and they have this, you know, they're just kind of la-di-da and, and, and everyone... And I feel like... Nobody says of, anything. Well, I feel like it'd be one of those things where it's like they're... When they're with the Downton, the Downton people, they're not hiding it but they're not flaunting it they're just there yeah like you know like obviously if they were like out in the rest of the world they'd you know try to be more subtle subtle more subdued with everything but then when they're when they're at downton they're like because everybody already knows so they're just kind of letting it be but they're not like making out and holding hands and hugging on each other they're just kind of being soft and gentle you know being them with each other yeah i feel like i feel like that's how it would be is that they're not flaunting it, but they're just kind of there, and everybody's like, "Yeah, that's sweet." You know, yeah. it's nice to see Barrow happy, for once. I yeah, and I do think you know it's the best ending he could have gotten. Um, it's bittersweet because mm-hmm. he has to leave Downton. But I but... did I did see something online about it is that this time him leaving Downton is his choice. Exactly, it's, it's it's on his terms this time. Yeah, and it's the best way he can do it, and and with that, you know, Carson. Mary asks Carson to come back to um, train Andy to be the new butler, which, which I like. But also, here's the thing: is Andy said in the series that he basically his desire essentially is to be a farmer, like that's mm-hmm. what he wants to do. So I'm kind of like, okay, mm, how about Albert? Maybe Albert can be the butler. I don't know. I mean, Albert's still a hall boy. I think. Yeah, so. he might be a little too young. Eh, give him a too chance. Green. I did love the moment of Albert like fawning. Just like yeah. falling over Myrna, Myrna being like, "Yes," and then when she kissed him on the cheek, and he, he was, was just, just like, like um, "Which okay. is so funny because I'm, I, th- yeah, no, I don't know. I, I was thinking of something, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but just like there, the whole thing, and I will, I don't know why I just love Albert. Like he was in the series at one point briefly, and then he was in the first movie, and then he's in this one. And I was like, I just love that he's there. He's still that's just there, and it was so cute. Yeah, um, there's there were so many moments that had us both squealing. Oh my gosh! And like cheering. 
And I could tell that the people in front of us were kind of just like, oh my god. There, yeah, there were people directly in front of us, so Annika couldn't put her feet I up. And she was so mad. I was livid. Okay, let me tell Annika you. Annika always puts her feet up at the movies. When I sit, when I'm at the movies, my feet are up on the two seats in front of me because that's how I sit. And then these people sat down in front of me, and I was like, you assholes. So hey. I put my feet down. Hey. Listen. I, I was so uncomfortable for the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. I didn't know what to do with my legs. I was like, I can't do this. I was fine. Yeah, I know you were fine because you have stubby little legs. I can't even reach the back of the seat. Hey, no, those cause, no, those seats are closer than I can reach them. There's, there's a different, it's a different theater that has the seats okay. that are too far away. Okay. But I was just like, guys, this is uncomfortable. I can't do this. And then I got so engrossed in the film, I just didn't care anymore. Right. So, all but in all, it was a wonderful film. We laughed. Cried. We cheered. I cried. Yeah, I, I cried. With Cora and Robert, and then towards, and then like Violet. pretty much the rest of it, yeah. I was crying. I wasn't so. like sobbing, but no. I was. I heard you I, sniffling. I did have, yeah, I was sniffling, had some tears going. I wasn't my eyes. I wasn't crying, crying, but I was, I was dewy in the eyes. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was Misty-eyed. sad. Yeah. So it was a great movie. I think Excellent it was it was film. the best ending they could have done for the for them at the moment. Right. And and like we said, if they don't do another movie, it I was think a good ending. It ended perfectly for it, everybody. Yeah, it did. It, um, you know, it leaves some things open to the imagination. You know, some, some how, people. you know, Daisy and Andy, you know, where they're going to end up um, with Miss Patmore and I Mr. Think it'd Mason. I would be cute if Andy and Daisy had a couple of kiddos eventually. Oh my gosh, please. And we got to we got to see Baby John. Johnny. Johnny. Oh, my He's gosh. so stinking cute. Yeah, this, oh, uh, my gosh. Anna, His little smile when they took the photo. Anna and Bates' son, Johnny, is just so He's cute. So stinking, so stinking cute. Because he's three, at least. Two or three. Yeah, because he's born in the series finale. 1920... I want to say 1925. Yeah, so he'd be about three. Because it's... Yeah, because he's born it's right New before Year's the New Year. It's like New Year's Eve that he's yeah, born. Yeah, he's born New Year's Eve. So, it worked out great. Um, so I, I think like the whole movie itself was amazing. What was your like favorite moment? If you had to pick one. Mm. Honestly, it made me cry, but Cora and Robert's scene was definitely one of my top scenes. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, we got to see her, you know, just, you know, comforting him and yeah. just being like, you know, you know, if this is the end, you know, it's, it's, it's been, been a good, a good one, life. Yeah. You know? And then also... Probably, I mean, I'm a sucker for for sweet romantic moments. So probably uh, Mosley and 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 Baxter. Yeah, having their that engagement. That was really really sweet. Yeah. Um. And then the wedding too. Oh yeah. Or no 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 the beat them uh the Tom, Tom and Lucy on the beach. Yeah. That one. I think those are probably my top three. Okay. Um, that I can think of off the top. Yeah, of my I think my favorite favorite moment was oh probably. Um, oh man, there's so many moments that were so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think though, I think my favorite moment itself was the scene with, um, oh, who was it? Oh my gosh. Why can't I remember what scene it is? I, I feel like the scene I'm thinking of yeah is um thomas and what's his name guy Guy. when when guy kind of like barges into his room Uh and thomas is like he's just in his like he's not in his full livery but he's in halfway 
essentially and he's just kind of like oh hey and he's just like super like oh flustered and it was like super sweet and guy just being like yeah you know come on come be with me and it was just like Mm -hmm. the fact that he went to thomas right it was just super sweet and then probably like follow up to that um would probably be um what between i want to say it's between it was the scene with birdie and edith when she's you know she's sad about like how she has these aspirations for her life uh-huh. and she can't do any of them because she's you know delegated to being this you know wife and mother and someone who runs these you know who organizations throws, is that and she throws parties yeah, and... unless hold on unless that's the first movie no no that was this one okay yeah i was like i was getting myself I'm, confused i'm pretty sure it was this one yeah yeah yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Guys, I don't remember. I don't remember now. Because they're in France. Yeah. No. Mm. Damn it. I, I'm pretty sure it's this one. Now I'm getting myself confused. Dang it. Oh, well, either way, that's my favorite scene from one of the movies. I don't know. But it's... I think it's in the second one. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99% sure. Yeah. Because she's basically like, I want to be a journalist again. And then she's like, hey, I can be a journalist again. And, but my favorite part of that moment though, is them just like hugging each other Mm -hmm. and just being, no, okay. Instead, instead of that one. Um, it's when Violet is dying that when they're all in the room together. Okay. And the, after Violet has finally passed away, there's the moment of Edith and Mary are standing uh-huh. there and Edith just turns to Mary and Mary just kind of puts her arm around her and Edith just rests her head on her shoulder. And I was like, that's such a sister it thing. Is. Such a sister moment. Like, it was We've super sweet. That. We've done that. So it's just like... It's like, I don't think that would have happened in the in first the season. First no. few seasons. It definitely would not have happened. No. It wouldn't even... Okay. Well, I feel like it might have. It, it would not have happened in the first series. In the series. It would have happened in the movie. The first movie or this one. But, like, it would not have happened in any of the series. Because they don't even start being friends, essentially, until the finale. Right. Because all of this crap well, goes down. Well, here's the thing. I feel like... If Violet had died in well, yeah. the series, it could have happened. It could have happened because they are losing their grandmother. Yeah, you know, and trauma, tragedy brings people together. Yeah, so so I feel like it could have happened, but I I definitely think. That but they de- they, that, they definitely earned that moment. Yeah, but that was a really sweet moment. So I loved that one. But obviously, any moment with Thomas was my favorite. <laughs> like perfect. Okay, did you prefer the French Riviera scenes or did you prefer the Downton scenes? Ooh, that's tough. I think I liked I liked bits and pieces from both. Okay. I think personally I preferred the Downton scenes just because we had like the film crew and kind of seeing everyone out of place in a sense right. and trying to figure out where they were. It was really cool. It was really fun to see a film within a film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it was it was kind of fun to see how they would probably would have shot movies exactly back then, you know especially when they were doing like the sound and like the you know doing the live the live fully stuff yeah there because a lot for like for like movies today when they when they do sound like that they do that separately they yeah. film the movie and then they add the sound in a separate studio yeah. i've seen i've watched behind the scenes videos of stuff like that you know because they can't the way that they make movies today mm-hmm. you know 
they have some a lot of the time they have to add those extra sounds in because it'll be too loud yeah when they're filming you know so it was really cool so it was to cool see, to see them that. doing that stuff like with the the poker chips doing yeah that, that was you that, know, was, that cool. was really cool so there was a there was a lot that I loved about this movie. I mean, anything anything decade or anything historical. You love a lot of period stuff. I love period pieces. I love them. It's weird. I don't know why, but I love period pieces mm-hmm. so much. And this is definitely my top top period piece. Um, I, I and as somebody who's only seen a handful of episodes, you know, going in this movie. I was talking to my coworkers. I've told you mm-hmm. a couple of times, like talking to my coworkers about this movie. I'm like. I told him I was like, I may not have seen the entirety of the show, but I've seen enough to know the characters and mm-hmm. to understand the characters and to know where they started and where they've ended to where they're getting to now. Exactly. So I was like, I knew I was going to enjoy the movie in some capacity because I knew the characters. Mm-hmm. If I had never seen the show, I probably wouldn't have let you take me. Yeah. I probably wouldn't like no. Go with your friends. I'm not going to watch it. I don't. I'm not going to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But because I'd seen enough to understand, I was like, yeah. "All right, I'll go see it with you." And I did enjoy it. I will. Admit I knew that. you were going to. I knew I was going to also. Because I, I wasn't expecting to cry. No, I knew I was gonna. I knew I was gonna get teary. I knew. I it. wasn't sure if I was gonna cry, but I did, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Yeah. So um, definitely one of my favorite movies I've seen mm-hmm. so far this in the last like year. I think so I think I think I just saw that it got it's number two at the box office. Nice. I mean, I'm not surprised. People have been waiting so long for I this think, movie. I think what was number one? I I want to say it was multiverse, but I could be wrong. I think multiverse right now is number one. Yeah, but it makes sense because like we've been waiting for this movie since 2019. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a while. It's been three years. Something like 20, that. 21, 20, yeah, about three, almost four years or something. So, like, it's been a while since mm-hmm. we've been waiting for this movie. So, so really, really pleased. enjoyed it. Um, would love to know what your guys' favorite mm-hmm. parts were, what who your favorite character is mm-hmm. from, you know, even if they weren't in the movie, we'd love to know uh, what your favorite part was. If they do a third one, what you'd like yeah. to see. I'm, I am going to put a little plug in here. Um, if you guys haven't done it yet, um, Michelle Dockery and Michael Fox, who play... Um, Mary and Andy, they have started producing music together. They're really, really good. They go by Michael and Michelle. Um, they're incredible songs. They only have, I think they have four out right now. So if you haven't had a chance, go listen to it. But yes, keep going. Yeah. So there's that little plug. So we'd love to hear from you guys what you thought about the movie. Favorite characters, favorite part, what you'd hope to see in a third yeah, movie. Yeah, what you, one. who you wish would have been in the movie. Right. Um, so we'd love to hear from you. So come online and talk to us. You can find us on Twitter. I am at JillyBean729. That's G-I-L-L-Y-B-E-A-N-729. And I am at Mama Relisi. That is capital M-A-M-A, capital R-O-L-L-I-S-I. And you can also find our podcast on Twitter and also on Instagram at TTFabPodcast. So come on and talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. See you guys next week. 